This is The Grow Business Podcast with Corey Mosley and Carrie James. Do a move, Carrie. You ever do, do you know how to do the, the wet? Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. There we go. Okay. All right, don't knock any equipment oh, over anything. Or water. Like or, yeah, 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 right, right. right. Could be trouble. <laughs> Could be trouble. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grow Business Podcast. I'm Corey Mosley. I'm Kerry James. Yes, we're here on another glorious day mm-hmm. to share some information to, to help you grow your business, some some real talk, some real stories, and you know, we want to have a couple laughs yeah. there and- I always get excited because Carrie's got uh, double pins on the table <laughs> and and a highlighter. Big fat yeah, highlighter. Yeah. When you see Carrie with multiple Ooh. like a, a pin mm-hmm. and then a backup pin <laughs> and then a highlighter. Multiple colors. If, if there so. were, and if there was a pocket in that shirt, you might have a little pocket protector in there. Oh, there. thank you. you. Put, did you have a pocket protector back in the day? I did not have a pocket protector. In the what, 60s? When, uh, <laughs> when, were you, when, was that, when were you? I was a teenager in the 60s. Uh, okay. Uh, the one, the original one years. years. I still wonder. <laughs> I know. Yes, working with you on a daily basis. I, I thought you like that. For sure. We've also got Ooh, William in the man. studio. He's here yes. as always. He's here for William. Making sure this all goes well because we blame him if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's your tool of letting us know that you're here. Well, we appreciate you if you're listening to us on your favorite streaming service or you're on growwithcorey.com or... You're watching the video version of this. What camera are we on? One mm-hmm. on, YouTube, on YouTube. We are happy to have you here always. So today we've got a uh, another, I think, good episode. Yeah. Uh, because then this is a very targeted, you know, because sometimes I can go, I'm, I've been known to go on a rant or two, mm-hmm. but this is a very targeted, very specific episode content wise. Yes. Um, that's probably why Carrie's got his notes and yeah. his. Ri- You're gonna have to tell me what the different colors means. <laughs> He's got it's, notes. For obviously, if you're listening to this, you can't see it, folks. But he's got uh, notes in red, notes in blue, notes in green. Yes, and a bright yellow highlighter. And a bright. In I, case I, there's something very I important, yeah, I, I need seen to. Anything highlighted? Yet. Well, we haven't gotten that far in. Okay, you know. But he'll be. High. I love, but I can appreciate the fact something that Carrie is is not only here with us, but he's also a student. I'm a graduate student. No, yes. I don't mean in real. I don't mean you're. I, don't <laughs> I mean I, that. Right, but you know I, that. I don't mean that. I mean. You're you are a student. You're taking notes oh, here as we're talking. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's and we've talked about that on previous. Real life, uh, but on previous episodes, you've yes. acknowledged that you're a student. Yes, yeah. completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm doling out the info here today, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so we're very intentional with today's episode. So I don't want you to think we're going to get off the rails. I mean, well, we, we could always get right. off the rails. That's Correct. That's always possible. <laughs> but today we're talking about five unmistakable traits of business owners who grow their business every, every year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. Because we have a growth show. Yes. So we want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, traits, of course, are behaviors, are mm-hmm. things that are commonplace in a person. Uh, you know, whether you have traits of being early or you have traits of talking loud or, you know, there are all these different traits and you know, there's an argument as to, of course, which one of the you know what things can be acquired, what what skills can be acquired versus your nature to do things right. What you can truly get better at versus mm-hmm. not, you know. 
Like, do you ever think, I mean, you're, you're a person who's generally early everywhere, as I, as I know you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think you could train yourself to be late? <laughs> or um, would you get, like, my funny. wife I think I get anxious about it if we're it running if I late. late. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I like, do, exactly do do like her. Okay. I, I would be like your wife, yes, in that sense of I would get panicky or nervous. If now, I'm kind of a, the party don't start till I get there kind of guy. Well, that, yes. We, we wait for you because <laughs> the party does start when you arrive, yeah. whether it's the podcast or your show or whatever. Yes, correct. I don't know if I want that. <clears throat> I, that's not good leadership. I don't know if I should say that. I don't. <laughs> I don't. We we retract. Uh, we'd like to re like uh, when you do an email. I'd like to recall. <laughs> Can we recall something from the show? I'd like to recall that statement that uh, the party didn't start. I get there, but but like that would be difficult for you. It would be a challenge for yeah. sure. Training you, that, retraining so you, that trait, so you do that get behavior. Worried if you feel like you're going to be late. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The time is it. Time is important. Yeah, because you got where do you think you got that trait from? That's a really good question. Probably some sort of consequence of being late in the past mm. just, just helped shape me as an adult too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, because a lot of people get those habits. So I'm going to say when I say I, I can run late, yes. um, you know, that's probably because my mother was late. But you is, is late. You're not saying Can I still blame punctual, her in though. my 40s? <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that one <laughs> at all. Can you, I mean, at what point can I no longer lay this off right. on, on her? How much, how much stuff, folks, can we blame our parents, parents for, for, really? We certainly try a lot doing that growing up. Yeah. Young adults more so. Maybe by this point we stop. Right. Is that, is that you think? Yeah. Yeah. I guess what <laughs> traits, I mean, I, I asked the viewers, you know, what traits do... I wonder what traits do they have that they'd like to change. There's probably some habits and mm-hmm. some things. Um, you know, people start that whole process of New Year's. Are you a New Year's resolution person? I used to be, but it was the okay. same one every year. Exercise more, lose weight. So I finally, just stuck. Because if you lose, <laughs> you finally more, took. Because yeah. if you lose any more weight, I'm, right. not, I'm we're gonna need yeah. to. You you, you go like. Blow, right, right. Exactly. Fall out the chair. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No grown man supposed to be 125 pounds, Gary. I'm just, <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. All right. So we're talking about traits. We're talking about five unmistakable traits, and ultimately, you know, where where these come from? Well, from you know my work over the past 20 years, I've had the opportunity, obviously, to work with a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, business owners, small business owners. And large businesses who still fall under the technical category of business owners. Like I worked with a lot of car dealers for a a large part of my Mm -hmm. career. So they would qualify as small businesses in terms of employee count, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But, of course, someone who has five, six dealerships, you know, employs 100 people that, you know, selling vehicles, high revenue. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of revenue, parts, service, all those things. So you're working with really, you know. In a lot of cases, highly educated people, people who have a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have that level, the multi-million dollar, multi-millionaire level. Right. And then you have, you know, what, what is the guy that's got a storefront that's, you know, working every day and making a few hundred thousand dollars a year for his business, taking care of their families. Um, what are some of those traits? And there's still consistency, not constricted by revenue, okay, but more by attitude. So 
that's what we want to get into today and kind of share that in really that formal sense, you know, because as they say, right, success leaves clues. Yes, it does. Right, you've heard it leaves, that one, It leaves right? the trail. Yeah, success leaves clues and, <clears throat> you know, everyone loves growth. Yeah. And one of my favorite words is action-oriented. So I love, you know, we, we in, in our coaching program, action-oriented individuals because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than pouring into somebody giving them some skills some some tactics some techniques and they, some strategies and then and they do nothing with it yeah then then they come back next week and i'm like hey how did that go oh yeah what had happened was <laughs> you know something had happened and i remember a client maybe she'll listen maybe she listens mm-hmm. uh but i remember clients she's not client anymore but i remember someone who's in our program and man she could not get out of her own way and we would we would come up with these strategies, right. we'd come up with these strategies, you know, very clear path, A, B, C, you know, right. five pillars of five pillars of growth, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, you know, we, we wanna identify, we wanna, you know, isolate we wanna attack. I, yeah, identify, right. isolate and attack, right? <clears throat> and we have this great strategy, get off our coaching session, get off our strategy session, and yes, like home run. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to do it. Come back to the thing, and then it's like, oh, well, you know, I had gotten <laughs> Something behind. Came up and Something came and... up. Um, I missed my yoga class, and it threw off my day. I, I don't know what it was, but it was always some excuse. Because I have to be honest, I promise I'm going to get on a rant. We're going to get into these five. Yes. But some people like to just be busy. And not productive. And not, yeah. Yeah. For the sake of saying... I was busy. I was busy. busy. Yeah. yeah. I've got so much going on. There's so so much. So so many things going on. So so much going on. Yeah. Right? And when you look at when you go, okay, great, what is the what's the outcome of this? Mm-hmm. Then they, they really didn't get much done, but it felt like it. They're exhausted. Yeah. They felt like it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I talk about in one of the tra- one of the trainings that we do is I talk about pretend like you're being filmed. Oh, I like this. Right? How would you act? How productive would you be? What actions would you take if you were being filmed? Right. If people saw how your day went. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys, I work with you guys every day. You you know I'll blow in. We're, we're, we're boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, moving yeah. next. I, I walk with purpose yes. down the hall. Right. We've got Agreed. we've got our studio here. Mm-hmm. For those, we've got our studio, and then down the hall, around the corner, we've got our operations office. Um, where our team is also, but it's it's walking with purpose, just trying to get things done mm-hmm. onto the next thing, right? Agenda, yes. boom, agenda, boom, 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 agenda, boom. agenda, yeah. calendar, schedule, so action. So, and at the end of the day, I am I have no problem sleeping. <laughs> that's good because I am tired <laughs> when the day that's is over. healthy, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I have like, no that's problem sleeping, thing. and I want to sleep through the night. I want yeah, to right. be a rock. Good. I'm not the one who snores in the relationship, though. Just. Uh, just, 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 just want to say, but we're both tired. Let's put it that right, way. Okay, yes. we're both tired because we're trying to be productive. Now, I'm not beyond reproach. There, are day, there are days when I, I look at the clock and I go, "What did I get done?" And I can't really. So I'm not a productivity machine. But, but, but that does happen occasionally to everybody, right? But as a general rule, it's important to be action oriented. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I'll see you over there. Uh, for 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 our viewers, oh boy, and, here we go. For our listeners and <laughs> viewers that don't know, William knows he's already chuckling. I can see the top of his head over the monitors. He's already chuckling. Um, Carrie is the loudest typer. You, fun fact about Carrie: this is in the Guinness Book of World Records, actually, <laughs> allegedly, or it should be. 
Kerry uh, James is world's loudest typer <laughs> on the planet Earth and Mars, <laughs> Pluto, <laughs> Uranus. The only thing you don't hear coming out of that keyboard <laughs> is the ding after each line that I, I go through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yo, <laughs> like that was classic. a typewriter? Yeah, it'd be, oh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be super loud. Ding, but you have the... the yeah. Um, if you yeah. want to... And this is a shout out. This could be a potential sponsor for us. If you produce keyboards for a living and you want... Uh, instead of using the machines to pressure test your keyboards, yeah. send them to our office... Uh, the Kerry James <laughs> will run them through the gauntlet. I'll add this one last thing. I think one time I was hammering away over there on the keyboard, and you looked up and you said, "What are you doing? Sending Morse code?" <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it was. It sounded like Morse code on the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that was the early experience of observing <laughs> weekend, you. So, right? Yeah, yeah. So we we have a we have a open office concept as they call it. So we we can we work together and see each other, and uh, I can just look over the bow at. <laughs> At Sir Kerry James, um, and and listen to him jackhammer away on that keyboard. It is a sight to be seen. All right, so five unmistakable traits mm -hmm. of business owners who grow their business every year. Kerry, what's number one? Let's talk about number one. No particular order, but what's number right. one? Refined sales funnel. A refined sales funnel. So, you know. And there's a big misconception in the business community, I think, mm -hmm. when it comes to the word, you know, sales funnel. Okay. People think of it as salesy or, you know, like something that is just, it was, obviously the term funnel was made popular by the company ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson and these marketers. But what people don't understand is mm -hmm. every business, that so you don't have to be using a software right. like ClickFunnels, yeah. but every business must have a solid funnel to grow sales, period. R regardless of what it, service product, right? It doesn't matter. It's it's applicable to right, right. If you have a lawn care business, you need a sales funnel. Yes, you need a and and uh, that definition from a sales funnel perspective is a path is a clear path mm -hmm. that you take people down to purchase that ends up purchasing your product services, right? The steps that they go through. They hit your website. Where do you send them next? Mm -hmm. What is the next thing right. that's supposed to happen? Do you provide them free information? Do you provide them? We provide a ton of content mm -hmm. on growrecory.com, 100% mm -hmm. free. Yes. If someone wants to work with us, we provide options for them to do that. Right. But, you know, our focus, I, I, I mean, it's no secret. Our focus is to bring you so much value mm -hmm. for free mm -hmm. that it's right. a no-brainer to want to do business with us. Right. Whether that's coming to a workshop, whether that's doing a, a thought leadership yeah. interview, whether that's joining our coaching program, I, I want you to have value. I'm providing you these five things here today, 100% <clears throat> free, so you understand ultimately continue to understand how we think as an organization, how I think as a strategy guy, how I think as a coach. Mm -hmm. And if that resonates with you, you connect. So that's my funnel. This is part right. of our funnel right here. And that's all part of the customer journey. That's right. That's that's 100% right. So an unrefined sales funnel ultimately really limits the business and your revenue because you're going to have insufficient client attraction in that situation. Mm -hmm. You're going to have insufficient follow-up. You know how many business owners you, you send a lead into a business, they won't follow up. I've told you about the painter. 
yeah. that said up front, hey, <laughs> right, we're, not doing, we're not doing any follow-up. Exactly. So you're missing sales because not everyone makes a purchase decision the first time they see it. Of course. Right? That's why in sales we have closing percentages or ratios. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Now, I mean, back in the day, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie is a man of mystery in his world. Oh, boy, here we go. No, no, <laughs> no, no here we go. But, but just, so here, where <laughs> am I going? Aflac. I knew you said Aflac. Aflac. No, so, it's so good. Time, but you sold Aflac, but it, right? it did give me a, a, a great appreciation for things like the sales funnel, for instance. I got to understand what that is. Right. But you had quotas and, and, and ratios. And, and, right. You yeah. had closing ratios. Yes. So the people who. Did you have people that you went to see? You were going in person to businesses? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Did you have people that you went to see that you proposed Aflac yes. services to mm-hmm. that did not buy while you were there? Right. But called you later and said, we'd like to do something. Not always. The The pushback I would receive would mm-hmm. be, oh, well, let me go home and talk to my spouse about it. Right. But my point is, did you have people who didn't buy on the first call that did buy later? Eventually, yes. Right. That you followed up with. That I'd follow up with. Communica- but sent yes, some emails you, to. Yes. Sent some pamphlets. As long, long as I stayed followed sent up. Sent a duck. You sent a duck. Oh, sent an aflac on it. You sent a duck, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's branding, folks. But, right? but unlike the painter who said, we don't do follow-ups. Right. Like, we did. We, right, we of course, did because yeah. an organization the size of aflac right. understands uh refined sales funnel and yes, having that yes. and, and having it's that refined funnel yeah because and, and what goes into that right what goes into that well your a refined sales funnel is always going to have clear talking points mm-hmm. right so you're going to want to be clear about the business you're going to want to have a conversion focused website if you go mm-hmm. to our if you go to your expertise on video.com which yes. is our website for thought leadership studios which is our expert interview so if anybody that wants to build their authority raise their credibility in the marketplace come right here actually to our studio then mm-hmm. and right here in this format yeah, right. and uh, have professional interviews done that website is structured as a as structured to move people through a process yes. to to learn more about our products and services to schedule right to what they can schedule to talk to a mm-hmm. member of our team right that's all part of the funnel that's not built on any fancy software it's a mm-hmm. WordPress website yeah, so right. so my point is people so when you go funnel they think it's got to be whatever but that process is you're going to go there you're going to look at the information hopefully we do a good job of explaining what we do and and helping you make the understanding mm-hmm. a company understanding it's a good fit for you. We give you that next step, which is to talk to a member of our team. Yep. Right? To walk you through the investment, the process, mm-hmm. how it works, everything's yes, gonna happen. It's a process, exactly. Right, correct. That's an important word. Right. It walks you through everything that's gonna happen, what our process is. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. People lack patience when you don't communicate next steps. Right. I want to that's good. <laughs> I want you. I want you to say that is that. not in the notes, but but that is a note. Because um, Carrie, we, you, you, this is good that you. This is beautiful. That you take notes because this becomes we can be put together a book of notes, mm-hmm. right? My next book based on things I said on the Grow podcast, right? Thoughts, musings, and commentary, as recorded by Carrie James. <laughs> but but not communicating. That's where people don't 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 know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. I place an order for something. You don't send me an email telling me about the timeline. What are my expectations? I don't know. So now I worry. I have concern. That could stop a purchase completely. But it also, right? Because that's what we want to know. Oh, all right. I'm going to order. I'm going to. I was on Amazon the other day 
um, like most of us at some point. And I went to order something. I looked at the date that I was going to take to get here. And it wasn't one day or two day like yeah. they normally do. It was like, oh, we'll see you. It was, it was like 10 days. So I just hmm. moved on. Right. I'm gonna go buy something else that could get here in a day. Now right. I'm not penalizing. I don't know. No. What the, I don't know what the logistics. But my point being, that helped. What would have irritated me is I would have placed the order and then nothing, and then been told it was going to be ten days. Yeah. Right? right. So I mean, transparency can help you. Transparency can create less than optimal situations. So of course, I didn't make that purchase at that time. But I have a lot of respect for knowing and having the information, and I think that is key. And important, you know, to this whole. You thing. also, it sounds like, appreciate having being uh, communicated to along the way of the process. Yeah. Like, in other words, hey, your order is going to be delayed by a day, or right. hey, just want to reach out and let you know uh, your product's been ordered. It's going to come into our warehouse and right. so forth. Yeah, a hundred percent. So you got to have clear talking points about the business. Mm -hmm. We've got to have a conversion focused mm -hmm. website. You want to have some form of a lead generator. So on our website, we have a free training. I mean, we have a ton of free content, but in particular, we have a free training series. Yeah. So in that world, so that's a lead generator, right? People who watch that, we want to follow up. We want to connect with them. I want to learn more. If you're on, if you're at growwithcorey.com and you're joining our newsletter, you're coming to our site, most likely you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or you're, you're a net yeah. entrepreneur. Solopreneur. Yeah. So I don't generally have people who have no interest in business, hate business, hate the idea of being entrepreneurs, have nothing, want nothing to do with entrepreneurship. Um, they, don't, they don't generally come to the site and consume the content. So I want to have a lead generator so I can have a continued conversation. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then I want campaigns to nurture and facilitate. So many small businesses hmm. will make you a customer, mm -hmm. you'll do business with them, and then they never talk to you again. <sighs> Anybody who's followed me for any length of time yeah. knows I, I, I have talked many times about um, the carpet cleaner that we used to work with. Now, we don't have all of our house upstairs and downstairs, uh, based on my wife's demands, are all hardwood floors. Um, but in our previous residence where we had carpet, because it was already, I guess, put down, sure, sure. so it was, <laughs> weren't ripping it up, right. so it already had carpet, we, we worked with a carpet cleaner. Nice man, local. He was one of the first people doing eco-friendly. So while the other guys, the other, fran you know, the big-name franchises were still using chemicals and the mm -hmm. standard cleaning stuff, he was one of the first people doing eco-friendly, non-toxic things to, to clean the carpet. Nice guy, one truck. Mom and pop, him and his wife. He was the, you know, he was the brawn, and yeah. she was the back end of things. Um, but he would only talk to you when you needed him. Ah, uh, I get you. If I, uh, oh, great, the the dog. You know, we had, we've always had dogs. Oh, the dog, we got an accident. You know, dog, yeah, peed mm -hmm. all over sure. the, the carpet. And, you know, you try to go, you run to the grocery store, try to rent that machine. That machine isn't very good. It's, it's been beat to death. So, sure. uh, so great. We call him up. He, he's there. Oh, okay, I'll be there Wednesday. No problem. Nice mm -hmm. guy. Does right. a great job. No control, no database. No control of his database. No, no, not keeping track. I said to him, I said, hey, how often should somebody have their carpets cleaned? Yeah. He said, well, at least twice a year, but really four times, particularly if you have high traffic areas. Right. So if you have children, if you have pets, yeah. yeah. Four times a year, which is basically once a quarter. Yep. Or at a minimum twice a year. Okay. 
So I say, why don't you have programs that allow me to <laughs> prepay? That's a great idea. Commit for a discount. Yeah. Right? Because guess what problem he constantly has? Keeping the schedule full, cash flow. Yep. These are all the issues that small businesses have, right? So he could solve cash flow by going to, because he does a great job. Yes. His, his customers love him, which is great. But see, the problem with that is that's not enough. You have, you have brands that people love that still go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Because they don't sell enough, because they don't not, market well enough, because right. they don't ahead. they don't they're retain the big picture, yeah, and they not. don't retain. Yeah, so he could solve that problem a by having a CRM in a database, which he didn't yes. have. Yes, right. right. And folks, I'm sorry, I'm, somebody will make a comment. QuickBooks is not a CRM. Do your no. invoices now? They've got a customer section. They've got some other things. So I mean, inevitably, I'll get some micro comment about this. Uh-huh. But QuickBooks is not a CRM. Right. Okay? Okay. Now, this is simple. He has a, C, has a CRM, puts his customers in it, mm-hmm. keeps his records in there. Yes. Processes his payments. You can save mm-hmm. customers' credit cards. You can do all yeah, these things. Right. right? And you can follow up. You can set triggers. You can set alerts. Yes, right. People used to be so impressed. They'd go, oh, my goodness, Corey, I can't believe. And our clients even today, oh, man, you remember my birthday. Oh, yes, I did personally. <laughs> In my brain, I remember. I didn't even need to write it down. Right, I, I remember all of our clients. I remember, I I, I remember 40 clients, mm-hmm. coaching clients. I remember yes. 45 sure. people's names and birthdays by in, in my head. Right? Of course I don't. Of course we look. But it only takes a little step to load that up. It's the yeah. thought. It's the action that counts. The follow-up, the yeah. touch, the communication. I, re- I remember when I worked, when I was a, when I was doing training, when we had our, our automotive company, and um, I remember a guy, he quit. He retired. I said, he quit slash retired. Mm-hmm. Because he said he he refused to call customers on their birthday and after they came in for service. So every time a customer comes to service, we wanted salespeople to call. The system will tell you that your customer, you know, Kerry James, just in for an oil change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would flag him. We want you to call. Hey, it's Corey from the dealership. I saw you went for an oil change. Just want to make sure everything was okay. How's it going with the vehicle? Yeah, how's, it, right. how's your family? Perfect. I'm not doing that. I quit. I'm retiring from this business. And how hard was it to do that? Well, all I say like, is, like, oh, and what, and, like, and what I said to the owner was, "Thank God." Yeah, right, right, sure. Get, let's let's get, get the bad the apple out. Yeah, right. let's get yeah. him out the way because um, that's certainly not going to help grow. We're, I'm about growth. People call me in for growth. They don't they don't call yeah. me in because they want to kill their business. They call me because they want to grow it. Yeah, right. And so so you've got to do things that you're not doing right now. People say, oh, I, I, say, I tell people, I'm in the change business. I'm fundamentally asking someone to do something different tomorrow than they did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Point blank. Right. Yeah, we've got the five pillars, but the five pillars are change. Uh, yeah, the five right. pillars are how, is a process and a path on how to execute change. Mm-hmm. Right? All right, Lord have mercy, we're only on one pillar. Okay. <laughs> well, thankfully, we don't but, have, we don't, we don't have, no one's cutting to I, the Geico commercial. Can, can we on just us? say so the lesson just, learned from that, as you articulated, Corey, was people lack patience when you don't communicate the next steps. 
Yo, I think that's one thing. The, 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 that, the, the, the rule is, though, important you need, you, you, everyone needs a funnel is the rule. Everyone yeah. needs a sales funnel. Even if you don't like the word funnel, replace <laughs> it with process, and it needs to be refined, and you probably need to go back and look at it. Particularly if you've been in business for a number of years. And I work with someone who says, oh, Corey, I've been in business 18 years. Now we're stuck, we're stalled, we're stagnant. We need to go to the next level. But we've been around 18 years, so we've got good customers. We have a good reputation. We have these different things. But what that also tells me is they probably haven't looked at their processes, particularly like a funnel. You know how many people, I mean, haven't touched their website in 10 years? Hmm. Now, I'll get the argument. Oh, well, Corey, you know, we do plenty of business. Yeah. Without having to update our website. Mm-hmm. No worries. <laughs> Hope that lasts another 18 years. <laughs> Hope no one gets in the game and disrupts yes, it. Yes, right. Right? Sure. Ask all ask all these people that are crying that are lobbying now to have policies put in place so different things don't happen. You know, they're coming for the Airbnbs, they're coming for all those, they're coming for the Toros, all those entities now. Because, you know, people are losing business. Mm-hmm. The institutional companies are losing business in that area. So, you know, and I just read this literally yesterday about a local business that was, was out of business now, a restaurant. I literally read it yesterday. It just couldn't be sooner. Mm-hmm. And I was not surprised. And the reason why I was not surprised is because I visited that business three years ago. Okay. When it first opened. Because mm-hmm. I like, I mean, I, hey, I want to patronize local businesses. Sure, of course. I like to see, oh, new concept, new restaurant, new place to eat. And one of the most striking things was how complicated the menu and ordering process oh, was. That's they had the sheet and the pencil, and you had to fill it out and mark this out uh-huh. if you wanted this. Mark this if you want right. that. Mark this yeah. over here. Cross this out. Do you want this? Add a protein. We'll remove a protein. Off. Change this. And and I just remember going, there's no way Mm-mm. I'm going through this again. Right. Way too complicated. Yeah. I mean, Chipotle, you get in line, you go down the thing, chicken bowl, beef bowl, you're out. You're out. Sometimes that annoys me because the woman's at the register trying to get me to pay before I've even added my cheese. <laughs> I know I'm not the only person. Sometimes they're moving so fast. You, you're telling me you never, you never been in one of those express line yeah. type modes, and they're already talking about some twelve fifteen, and I haven't, and I haven't even asked for extra pico yet. <laughs> that pisses me off because it's like, can you, can you? I saw a TikTok. <laughs> William, you, have I sent you this TikTok? Wait, they know I love to send them TikToks. Did I send you a TikTok where um, the woman's camera in the groceries, she works at the convenience store, and so she films everybody, different people that come in. And so, you know, she's like, oh, hey, how are you? And then the guy's like, F you, and, and all these different things. And then one of the guys comes up, and he's got, um, you know, whatever he's got. She's like, okay, is that all? And he's like, oh, you know what? No, let me take one of these. She's like, is that all? It's like, oh, oh, let me grab a lighter. Is that all? And then he just gets, he loses it. Yeah. He's like, is that all? Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? I mean, and then he starts cursing, explicit language. Um, you know, bleep, bleep, bleep. Why can't, can I get a minute to make up my mind here? <laughs> like, it was just, it was overboard, right? Right. So yeah. you're trying to be so efficient, Yeah. you piss people yeah. off right. also, right? So, but the restaurant went out, and I read that they closed the location. And here's how I know that it was it. Whenever you hear an abrupt closure, yes, with a sign on the door, right? Like employees trying to get in. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know that that went bad. And it went bad a while ago. Right, it was going bad. Yeah. It was going it bad was four years. Months. It was going bad three years ago when yes. I came to the place. Exactly, that's I said, my this point. Will, this place yep. will not survive. Now they mm-hmm. might have had enough cash reserves to stretch it. And they had a couple other locations, so you could you do know a little. Their problems you could, went deeper right. than the day the door closed. You could do a little Peter to pay Paul mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, but like just that complicated process told me exactly what I was dealing with here. Yeah, and that's just somebody not paying. Oh, we want to give our customers options. Yeah, let me know how that worked out. All right, number two. <laughs> number two. Number two of five unmistakable traits of mm-hmm. people who grow their business every year. They market clearly mm-hmm. to the ideal audience. Know your audience. Right. You're probably never going to hear us do a podcast where we're talking about what it's like to work this second shift at Subway. Yeah. Right? Because that's not our audience. No. That's not who we're talking to. Right. Right? I, I don't have an experience no, 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 doing no, no. that either. But, but but that's not that's not our audience. No, we don't target to right. that. Right. We're not going to do right. an episode on lumberjacking. No. <laughs> or forestry. Right. And I have a good friend, Tom Davidson. He is an expert in forestry. Okay. And that's what he does. He speaks to forestry organizations all over the country, cool. all over the globe, I guess internationally. But, that's his expertise. Yeah. And he but, speaks to an audience that appreciates that. Right, correct. Because he's knowledgeable he, in that yeah. space. So mm-hmm. so I say that to say people love to try to serve everybody because they're afraid of excluding people. Sure. Because they think they will lose revenue. Mm-hmm. So they will market broadly. They will market broadly. And you have to break free from attempting to serve everyone. Right? You can't, you know, entry level and premium. Oh, Corey, we've got a $50 thing and we've got a $50,000 thing. Mm -hmm. Right? It's very difficult to thread that needle successfully. One, from a budgetary standpoint, to try to market to everybody, right? Right, 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 right. Yes, of course. I mean, I'd be stunned if Arby's does a does a a, a commercial to vegans. <laughs> right now, can I can I go into Arby's right now mm. and get a salad? Yes, of course. Can I get some vegan items? Probably. Sure. But I'd be stunned if they have Ving Rhames one day going <laughs> Arby's. We have the, the vegans. <laughs> That would be hilarious. Right? They know their audience. They're slanging yeah. them roast beef sandwiches by the by the by the ton, right? I mean, they know their audience, right? So they've leaned into that sure. also. So they're not Arby's. We've got something for everybody. And and when a product or service evolves, so does the audience. Right. And you have to you have to adapt to that. But keep targeting your audience. Don't go broad. Don't throw right. the wide net. Right. Right. You've got, I mean, being specific. Is a very actionable way. Yes. Right? To, to hone in on that audience. That. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I go into certain retail stores, and I, there are brands that clearly have no interest in making clothes for me. They're sending me a message, Corey, you need to get smaller because we're not going to make the clothes bigger. Right. right? And there are brands I like. <clears throat> Ted Baker. That's a brand that I like. It's mm-hmm. a British brand. Okay. Ted Baker. I like the colors. I like how they look. No chance. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 pounds away from wearing Ted Baker. So I could write Ted Baker a nasty gram. <laughs> You're discriminating against against thick boned individuals. 
There was a term I should have wrote it down that I saw the what? other day that there is a nice term for big or fat or overweight. I can't, I, I'm trying to remember what you got to be so delicate. It, yeah, it was, it was know, very. Um, yeah. But so like, but that's the deal. I want to wear Ted Baker. Okay. Then I'm going to need to shrink down because they're not going to come up to meet me. Yeah. They're clear on who their audience. They're clear right. on who their target audience is. They're targeting Kerry James. And it works for them. They are a now, successful organization. You're not, you're not spending that money. You're not, you're not spending that kind of money uh, on a shirt. But, um, you know, you'd probably like it. Yeah. William's, William's scanning through some Ted Baker right now. <laughs> I love Ted Baker. Oh, we got a stat that popped in. Um, this was about funnel, but I missed it, but it's here now. Uh, according to Salesforce, the, the large CRM organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, a CRM. Uh, a full 68% of companies have not identified or attempted to measure a sales funnel. And the same survey showed that a whopping 79% of marketing leads are never converted into sales. Gosh. Isn't that that's scary? That's scary. But not that surprising. Yeah, not surprising, but scary. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we exist, right? Yeah. So, right. yes. <laughs> I smell opportunity, Carrie James. What about you? Mm, that's, that, that's what that aroma is. Uh, yes. Ah. Opportunity in the air. Yes. I love it. But what's important about that is people have to want to take advantage of the opportunity. How many psychiatrists does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> you never you heard going? that one No. What is it? Only well, one. Oh. But the light bulb must first want. To change. <laughs> right? You gotta have the desire. All right, number three, Ooh. trait number three. A continuous investment mm-hmm. in developing their team. Team, right. And that can be many things. It can be yeah. training, it can be marketing sources, it can be techniques, it can be but it's that care to invest in your team. And that's an attitude and that's an actionable trait. Right, it's an action item. Yeah. That that concept, the concept of continuous learning, mm-hmm. the yes. Japanese call it kaizen. Oh, cool! Continuous learning mm-hmm. uh, inside a high growth company is treated as an action item. It's a must do. Yep. I mean, listen, okay. let's apply it right now. Yes. Be honest. Yes. Not just because I'm putting you on the spot. What's that? You're learning something inside an organization. You're working on something. We're not needing to get into details, uh-huh. but you're learning something right now. Me- yes, I know what you're talking yes. about. I don't even yes. see what it is. Yeah, yeah, but. This has happened multiple times since I've worked with you. Continuous learning. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yes. William, you're learning things every day. Hit the button. Go ahead. Hit the button. Yeah. Hit the button. <laughs> I didn't. I barely heard it. You got to let it go. You got to let it give its full. Uh... Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody, and it's it's. It, I mean, it might It should be in my handbook. If you're going to work for my organization, you're going to have to learn some things you don't know coming in. <laughs> we hope. Like, yeah, that yeah, should be yeah, the goal yeah. of an employee, too, right. to want right. to go to work for an organization where that's part of the system. That's right. Sales techniques, marketing sources, artificial intelligence, AI. These are just some of the business areas, of course, that continue to rapidly evolve. And these changes mm-hmm. right, ultimately make it a business owner's responsibility to commit to staying at the front of the learning curve. They have to make that a priority. And also when your mm-hmm. people see that, <clears throat> that creates that stickiness, you know? I talk about the the proverbial, you know, will your team run out in the middle of traffic for you? Yeah. You know, now I don't expect you to die for me. 
but but that's that's what you want. But providing us with opportunities to learn, right, motivates us and a lot more, and develops more, us yeah. and brings more value to the organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes them. I go love, the love that one. Yeah. Right, they want to go the extra mile. No one's getting stagnant, stuck, or stalled here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. We're in the we're in the we're at the back end now. We're at the back nine. We're in the back nine, as they say. Number four. What's number mm -hmm. four, Kerry? Executes a simplify to multiply strategy, which, by the way, Corey, I've heard you say simplify to multiply many times. So I was glad when I was doing some prep here today. I was like, that's you. That's it. This is one you of the days where Kerry knows times. the topic. <laughs> Sometimes mm -hmm. she doesn't know what we're talking right. about. Yeah, executes a simplify uh, to multiply strategy. Many times the best growth strategies are actually counterintuitive. So what we know is profitable business owners always aim to look for simplification opportunities. Mm -hmm. And most people don't think of it that way. They think growth is adding things. But there's so much power in subtraction. Yep. There's so much power in simplifying. I was looking at a case study just yesterday, and this consultant team came in, working with a guy, and said, well, you know, you're, you're doing all these extra tasks. We could put this very affordable automation program in place, and that's going to free you up to do other things. You could probably cut a couple of these positions and save a lot of money and grow your business at the same time. I thought Bingo. that was pretty valuable. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Simplify. You, know, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame sometimes. So right. that's why, I mean, you know, that's why we do what we do. That's why we do what we do with the coaching programs, why we do what we do with our weekend workshops, where we have this opportunity to really allow you to step out of your, not only your comfort zone, but just step out and look at a different view, look at a different viewpoint on a situation. Because it's that simplification that creates amplification, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're all, I, I talked to the guy, I talked to a guy the other day. Oh, I'm an insurance broker, but I've got this retail front, and I've got a partner in this, and a partner in that, and a partner in this. And I'm like, dude, you must be exhausted. I'm exhausted just hearing <laughs> you tell me right. all these things mm -hmm. that you're doing. Yeah. Right? So looking for ways, they're, they're always looking for ways to simplify a process, simplify we're doing we do it now with how we how we view content and production of content looking for ways to simplify so we can actually get more we're we're producing more content now mm -hmm. doing less yes right than running around trying to produce mm -hmm. content right yeah so and that's a, that we're just applying that because we identify we isolate and we attack and we attack right right so we and that strategy is put in place yeah. do we want to hit a stat What's that? Do we want to hit a statistic here that oh. our good friend William has presented yeah, let's for do us? It. Let me hear it. So 94% of employees would stick with an organization longer if they invested in their training. Of course, you're getting free yeah. education. Sounds like a no-brainer, yet people don't do it. Yeah. Oh, you right. want to get, I mean, listen, I come from the auto industry. We, do you know what it took? We, we did, uh, we were doing at one point 37 workshops a year all across the country. Yeah. Going to town, one-day workshops, educating on sales and marketing practices, mm -hmm. digital marketing practices. Do you know the effort to sell those workshops? Like what was involved to convince dealers that their people needed this education? There shouldn't have been any effort. Like and, they and, should and just these weren't get people it. who were doing it right because <laughs> I mean, this was also a time a, when yeah, such a no-brainer. Yeah. This was also a time when people didn't know what they were doing. Okay. 
Like we were in this, I was in this space in 2003, 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. People didn't know what they were doing on the internet. Yeah, right. There was sure. none of this. Yeah, wasn't, yeah, this yeah. wasn't even possible right. back then. True. Yeah, gotcha. And, and we were doing that. So it was, you know, a major task. And we were delivering so much value. And I'm not just saying because we were great, but my team, we had experts from all across the country, sponsored expert, expert speakers coming that would come. We and, and you know there'd be five, six speakers that day that would just pour into you. So it was tremendously valuable. Yet you couldn't convince the yeah. I mean, well, we did. I mean, we were successful at the yeah, workshops, but, but it, it was, was like pulling teeth, right? Yeah, it should have been a no brainer. Right. This should have been standing room only. We're sold out. Not you know, would you please come? We're going to be half price if you bring two people. <laughs> right? It was. I mean, it it was it was crazy. So this whole idea of training and, and, and the impact, right? The stat makes complete sense, but people don't execute on it. You know, oh, if they, well, if they do, do self-education. You know, if you're in real estate, your broker, majority of them, shout out to the quality brokers that invest in training. But a lot of those brokers, you're on your own. You want to go to a workshop. You want to get better at selling homes. You want to get better at this. You know, it, it's, it's, you're, you're doing that yourself. And some of these organizations are just resistant to any sort of new education or new technology because it's, well, that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. Well, it's not that, you know, our tradition is mm-hmm. get rid of your tradition. Right. You, you, you got to free that right. one up. Peter Drucker said, um, fame management guru, Peter Drucker said that for an organization to survive in the future, mm-hmm. it must be prepared to abandon Everything they do today. <laughs> today. Exactly. Now, that's scary that, for a lot of people. It, it is, but, but it makes perfect sense. It's on point. And it, I, I understand, like some organizations, you, it is a little hard to resist, you know, hard to adapt to change. I get that. But how else are you going to evolve? Yeah. All right. All right. Number five. Number before five. we get out of here, Woo. we can get out of here. Number yes, five. I hope you've been enjoying this. We wanted to give you, we wanted to make it get, get real tangible here. Um, trait number five, final trait that we're sharing today of the five unmistakable traits mm-hmm. that business owners use to grow their business every year. Number five, what's number five, Kerry? Decisive decision making, and it reminds me of something else I hear you say. Say that again, though. Decisive decision making. Say that in that deep carry voice. Decisive decision making. <laughs> That's the scary uh, carry voice. We don't want that. <laughs> decisive, not just decision making, decisive Decision making. What were you going to say? I was going to say the if you don't exercise that behavior, that trait, then it's paralysis by analysis, and yes. I've heard you say that mm-hmm. many times. High growth business owners are decisive decision makers. Point blank. Right. They look at an issue. Yep. Determine yeah. the best course of action, and then they execute. Which is the, the whole thing about identify, isolate, attack. Yeah. And they do it quickly with alacrity. You, we'll be in a meeting. You can attest to this. Mm-hmm. We'll hold a meeting. Yes. Where we need to work through something. Everybody gets a chance to be heard right, on it. Right. We leave that meeting 90% of the time with an action. Oh, for certain. We did, sometimes we just we did move, it yesterday. Sometimes we move so fast. <laughs> you know, these mugs, we'll see. Nobody will catch this. <laughs> Nobody will catch this. But this mug will eventually, the next version of this will be green. We moved so fast when mm-hmm. we were putting this together mm-hmm. that we had already had cups ordered and things ordered right. already. Then we said, you know what? I like green in the grow. Yeah. But we made a decision. We're going to do it. We want to have mugs for the table. And it, it's traits, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're talking about mugs. But that could be a marketing plan. Right. That could Trade be hiring someone or firing someone mm-hmm. 
inside your organization. Investing in a, in a product or service, investing in a training, invest. We talk to people, people who apply for our coaching program. They have to go through an application process. Um, and then they, then they, if they get approved, then, you know, we, we, I'll talk to them to determine if they're a good fit. Mm-hmm. But they're, when they go, we, we, part of the reason why we do that is because we only want, you know, action-oriented. That's, that's burn that in your head. Right. We only want action-oriented entrepreneurs because when we, what we used to do was, you know, we used to, you know, get on a call and talk to them about the process and talk about the program, and they would have all the problems that may, match to what we work to solve in the accelerator program, but then it would be, you know, oh, well, you know, let me think about it and let me let me talk to this person, that person, and let me do all these things and indecision, indecision, decision. And a lot of times that was just so they can get off the phone. <laughs> right? They were uncomfortable at that point. Okay, sure. They weren't decisive people. They didn't make decisions. Yep. And and many of those people never, I mean, didn't go on to do anything. Mm-hmm. And see, Corey checks up, though. So I, because we have a CRM, I have a database. Yes. I'll go, I will look at, I will check in on somebody that, I talked to a year ago that, you know, didn't invest in our program or didn't do business. Mm-hmm. I'll check in on them. Yeah. The person I talked to you about that always flim flammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I check in on her. I look okay. her up now and again. And? Websites are still the same uh, from two years <laughs> right, ago. Sure. Um, nothing's really changed. Yeah. LinkedIn and, profile, no new no new recommendations, no, no thought leadership. Um, nothing's really changed because her traits... <laughs> Yeah, she were can't. indecision. Her traits were procrastination. Her traits were excuses. Right. So we just got to be able to flip that situation because there is no such thing as paralysis through analysis with a high growth business owner. No, because they're decisive. Yeah, you can be wrong, but sometimes making a decision and taking action is better. Right. And doing it quickly, right? As long as you have the facts and the data and the information, right? But sitting on something, or, or you know, well, I don't know, maybe yeah. uh, being wrong <laughs> is better than being indifferent. Correct. In many yes. cases, yes. Right. Invest in not. I've invested in things that didn't work out, but you know what I don't do? Second guess. What if I had invested? Yeah. What would have happened? Tony Robbins says people should all over themselves. Should all over themselves, uh, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I was yeah. close there. For yeah, I don't want to get the E. We don't, I don't want to have to mark <laughs> like, this podcast E for explicit, right? They should all over themselves. I, I should do this. I should do that. I should do mm-hmm. this. And again, nobody's perfect. Listen, we talked about Ted Baker stuff. I, I'd like to be 50 pounds lighter. One day I will be. Mm-hmm. It's on my priority list. It's just not high enough. Mm-hmm. You ever heard, anybody ever told you the story about the, the dog on the porch? No, what? The dog on the porch? Yeah, dog on the porch. Mm, okay. Guy goes over guy goes to see his buddy, walks up on his porch, he sees his dog over there moaning and groaning. Yeah. He says, What what what's wrong with your dog? Why is he moaning and groaning? He says he's laying on a nail. So the guy says, Well, why doesn't he just get up? He said it doesn't hurt bad enough. See, many of us right now aren't taking yeah. action in our businesses. We're not doing the things we should do. We're, we're not, not making feeling the damage decisive decisions enough. Because it doesn't hurt bad enough. enough. Right. Yeah. Don't ruin my buildup, Karen. I'm, I'm talking over me. I'm sorry. It was a buildup right there. <laughs> I was hitting the crescendo right. and then coming back down because it doesn't hurt bad enough. What actions are you not taking right now because it doesn't hurt bad enough? It hurts, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hurt bad enough. Someone once said, most people will not participate in their own rescue. Hmm. Yeah. 
I get that. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, we hit him with one right there. All right, Karen, <laughs> give us a recap. What are the five so we can get out of here? Five unmistakable traits of business owners who grow their business every year as stated by Carrie James right now. Refined sales funnel. Markets clearly to ideal audience. We talked about that. Uh, one of the ones I hear you say around the office is simplify to multiply. So executes a simplified to multiply strategy and decisive decision making. The one we just talked about, and I want to go back real quick to continues to invest and develop their team. That was probably one of my favorite ones because we actually cited an example here and yep. the value of that education in-house. So, yeah, there's your five traits. There's our five. Mm-hmm. The, what, did you do them in order? No, because I went oh, okay. back. I, I saved my that favorite didn't sound one to the like end. The order. Okay, I saved my favorite one to the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. which is the investing in your people. All right, Kerry James, taking yeah. over. All right, we love it. Well, listen, I hope you got a lot of value out of today. Uh, I hope you. <clears throat> this makes a lot of sense to you. I think these are five important things for you to execute on. We're very action oriented here. I want you to be able to walk away from this, not only entertained, maybe you had a good laugh. But you heard some information that you can take action on. If you're not an action-oriented entrepreneur, start. You could start right now. You could start by taking the next step right now in your business. If you like this content, please feel free. I hope you're sharing it mm-hmm. with like-minded colleagues, other entrepreneurs, other small business owners. We want to get this content in front of them. If you view it's valuable, we want you following our social media, connecting with us, Follow the podcast, comment. We want to hear what you want to hear so we can continue to bring value to you. Our value to the market increases exponentially as we deliver value back to you. Mm-hmm. Zig Ziglar said it best. Fastest way to get everything that you want is to help as many other people get what they want. Yes. And that's what we're, defo- that's what we're focused on. On the Grow Business <laughs> Podcast, head over to growrecording.com to check out all of our content 100% free. If you're interested in the products and services that we offer, you can also check those out there. We've simplified it so we can multiply. That's right. I'm Corey Mosley. I'm Kerry James. And this has been the Grow Business Podcast. We will see you next time. Next time.